0: Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for August 4th, 2013. And um, as you know, I put out a brief ministry update, on, uh, and it was entitled, the the description was on July 20th, 2013. um, And this was regarding death threats I received in an email today from a high-level witch occultist. Uh, all praise, honor, and glory be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, uh, thank you for your prayers, and you know, and, and nothing, nothing happened whatsoever. Um, and uh, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for that. Now, I got a lot of feedback from my listeners about this, and um, I'm just going to read you some of these. I got permission to read these, but with, with, I always maintain an- anonymity of the people like this. And um, I'm just going to read you a whole host of comments I got about this from from my listeners so first one um, initials BD and they said, Scott this woman reminds me of the taunts of Goliath to the Israelites, the lady that was uh, saying she's gonna kill me 800 different ways to Sunday. anyway, we must engage and cast down those who would defy the Lord of hosts just as David stood amazed at the audacity of Goliath and said in first Samuel, 1726. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Is God as my witness? That is the first verse that I can remember coming into my head as I read that lady's email. It's God as my witness as far as I can recall, because I was pretty fired up when I read it. That was the first verse that came into my head. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of God, of the living God? And then he goes on to, um, uh, we're looking at Ephesians here, Ephesians six eleven and twelve. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And then Second Corinthians, um, ten. Oh no, no, Luke ten nineteen. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. He said that to his followers. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10.19. Another one, good one to commit to memory. 2 Corinthians 10.4 and 5. Behold, I, um, um, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted, exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Uh, Romans 13, 11, and 12. And that, knowing the time, that, is, that it is now high time to wake out of sleep. Well, I tell you, if, if that last article doesn't wake me out of their sleep, I don't know what will <laughs> on the whole Asheville thing. Um, Anyway, that is now high time to wake out of our sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. I love these Bible verses. Next one from um, J.C. He said, when I was in seminary in 1999, a satanic witch pretending to be a person interested in Christianity, who I met in a chat room, told me I was very helpful in her walk with God, and she wanted to give me a present. I told her I was glad, um, he was in seminary at the time here, I told her I was glad to help her, but no gift was necessary. She insisted on on sending me a uh, black candle. Now remember, he didn't know she was a witch at this point, and he didn't know anything about this kind of stuff, so... Uh, then he, he goes on to say, I didn't think of anything of it, but I kept it on my bookshelf. I started having nightmares and I knew something was not right, but I, but I did not put two and two together. Well, anyway, one day while chatting with her on the net, meaning the internet, chat rooms were all the rage back in the day, if you remember. Anyway, she told me out of the blue that she wanted to astral project to me and have sex with me. She lived states away. I did not reply yes or no. Actually, I did not know what to think, but I was tempted... But but I was tempted to open myself up to that, but I did not. Well, thank God. Goes on to say, it never dawned on me the connection that this was a satanic witch. This was a spell candle, and my nightmares were from curses that the candle brought, uh, and pro- all the other stuff she was probably doing. Well, anyway, she tried to astral project to me, but she told me a force was keeping her back, and I had to ask that force to come down. Meaning, there was a force stopping her and that he had to ask whatever that force was to to lower so she could come to him uh, and astral project to him my understanding would be the holy ghost was protecting me i did not give consent to her wish well one afternoon i broke out in a sweat while sleeping and my sweetmate woke woke me up meaning his roommate woke me up and told me i did not look good we went to the chapel together and prayed for understanding and God's help regarding the situation, and to reveal to us what was happening. Well, long story short, I went back to the computer with understanding, and confronted the person, and asked who she was, and what was her game. She told me point blank, she was a satanic witch, and her job was to make me insane, possessed, and then possibly kill me. Well, nothing like a good dose of honesty, I'd say. You know, I mean, you know, don't sugarcoat it, don't beat around the bush. Um, anyway, well, as you can guess, our talk stopped, but I did want to st- share my story with you because I'm sure it is in certain ways similar to what other, that lady threatened you with. As you know, um, Christ has their leash and they cannot move an inch without letting them. So anyway, draw close to God and fret not. God be with you. So thank you, JC. That was interesting. And, and I mean, um, yeah, you gotta be really, really careful what gifts you bring and receive, and bring into your house, because that can be a total open doorway, and you can have tons and tons of problems with the wrong cursed object in your house, um, and that includes the wrong kind of music as well, so let's go further here, um, dear Scott, my prayers um, are with you, but more so that she would be turned around by the Lord Jesus Christ, and be brought to her knees to find repentance, Oh, Amen. Amen. I have no desire to see this woman burn in an L. None. I want her to get saved. I really do. Uh, She has threatened astral projection. I have a number of experiences, but one night I was in bed after I'd prayed against witches in our community at our youth group back in 1992. Some in the group found it amusing, saying, there goes... um, I'm going to take his name out of here because I'm going to keep him anonymous. Anyway, there goes so-and-so again. About midnight that night, now this is the night that he was praying against the um, witches in their community with a youth group, okay, back in 1992. About midnight that night, a huge, bestial creature attacked me in bed, pulled me out of my body, and I fell upon the floor wrestling with it. I looked up at my body asleep in bed. How freaky would that be? You know, especially if you'd never astral projected. And I saw all around my room human figures in black robes and hoods holding candles. The room was larger than my normal room. I could see beyond the walls and the ceiling. And I cried out to the Lord to send his angels to my defense. These two large beings in glorious shimmering light hooked their arm under the dark devil creature's arms that he was wrestling with and carted him off. I jumped back into my body and opened my physical eyes and could still see the black-robed people who faded away and my room became walled again. All I could do was praise God. (laughs) Now, if that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. That's enough to make a Presbyterian run the aisles. Of course, he'd probably flee an abject whore first. But anyway, man, praise the Lord. I told you about my stuff that's happened to me a long time ago. And if you want to know more about that, just key in supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. But I can relate to a lot of this stuff that they're talking about. Now, I've never been pulled out of my body. But um, yeah, I mean, this is like encouraging who has the real power type of you know, because we've talked about, about a lot of negative things and about, you know, and it's very important to understand that, you know, like that verse that we just talked about, Jesus Christ has given us the power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and, you know, these types of things. And whatever you bind on heaven will be bound on earth, or whatever you loosen, heaven will be loosed on earth. And these types of verses that are good to keep in the forefront of our thought pattern, uh, which really, what is that? That's faith. That's faith. Because you could say those verses, but if there's no faith behind it, there's really no power behind it. So when you say the verses, you have to believe it. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So that's how you build your faith. That's why it's very important too. What Bible version you're reading? Because if you're reading the wrong version, I'm not saying it couldn't build your faith at all, but it's not going to. Um, it, it's like a it's like a perversion. It's like a leavened version. Of what you're trying to build, okay? You want the the pure word of God in the English speaking language, the King James Bible, okay? So, um, and if you want to know more about that, just key in KJV in the search box, and, and that's that's a huge issue right there. So, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen Hebrews 11, 1 And without faith it is impossible to please God. So you could quote scripture all day long, but if there's no faith behind it, you're not pleasing God, and you're probably not going to dispatch, you know, I'm not saying that they wouldn't respond, but if there was no faith behind something, you're just, you're going to be very much ineffective. Now, where do we get another example of this? Well, when it talks about putting on the full armor of God, okay, and it says, above all, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith, Ye will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. It says above all. That's our main protective uh, implement. The sword of the Spirit is the only offensive, really offensive implement. You know, it's the sword, it's offensive, okay? But the shield of faith above all, and that's how we quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. So faith is incredibly important. And, you know, you're saved by grace through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, salvation is based on faith as well. Anyway, let's go further here. Um, so, back to this story. He said, the foolish woman is on her way to hell, and I hope our prayers not only reach heaven for your sake, but more for the sake of his name, and that her soul would be saved, and the victory begotten over all the wiles of the enemy. A- amen. Um, some more verses here. Proverbs 26, 2, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Meaning, she was trying to curse me, and there was really no right for her to do that. There was no cause, other than she just hated my guts because she stumbled onto one of my teachers. She was trying to curse me without a cause. Now, I'm not saying if you weren't saved, if you if you weren't protected by the Lord, a curse wouldn't have Validity. Okay, but this is a great example of, of just a, another thing. So the curse causeless shall not come, and then Numbers twenty three eight. How shall a curse whom God? How, how shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? Okay, so she was trying to curse me, but God hath not cursed me. So in other words, it, it's it's a common practice when occultists try to uh, do, and I've read this over and over, from seeing occultists testify who got saved, you know, they tried to do a curse on a Christian, and it comes back on them, and the devil, or whatever entity they tried to dispatch to carry out the curse, comes back real, real mad at the person who did the curse, because they just got hammered, and now they're going to take it out on the witch, or the warlock, or the pagan, or whoever sent the curse. Because he came back on him. So, anyway, that's something else to think about. Uh, Matthew twelve twenty eight and 29. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of, of God has come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? You, we're dealing with demons and devils here, fallen angels. Bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. So this is the whole concept of binding and loosing. Um, Daniel eleven thirty two. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That was that verse in Daniel I talked about. The people that do know their God. Now, what if you do, what if you're professing frozen chosen pew warmer? Uh, yeah, I'm a Christian, lukewarm, lay to sin, blind, wretched, weak, naked. You know, before God. But the people that do know their God shall be strong, and do exploits. And that's Daniel 11.32, and we're talking about the end times here. Specifically, that's where where this verse was put. So those days are coming, and I believe are upon us. So then he says, May the blessing of the Lord be upon you and your daughter. Um, And then Numbers 6.24 and 26 says, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee. And be gracious unto thee, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. So, thank you. And let's go to the next one. A.D., the initials A.D. says, Brother Johnson, I've been poisoned, had demons, try to push me into traffic, been cursed with death had people sent to murder me. So many things I'm certain I have no idea about that the father thwarted without me even knowing it at all. The latest was when the Freemasons had their big gathering here in Colorado Springs, which is a absolute hotbed for occult evil activity. I've reported on that in the past. A young man going by the name Azrael. Well, Azrael is the name for the angel of death. Okay, Azrael is what I believe was in my bedroom that night that I had that testimony I gave that was trying to kill me, okay, it's the angel of death. it's also the name that Gargamel named his cat in the Smurfs, and now they're coming out with a Smurfs 2 or something I saw in the movie theater anyway, so um, anyway, he was going by the name Asriel, he approached me, this young man approached me while at, uh, and he said that he was in town for a funeral of an axe murderer victim, uh, and told me how many times the victim was hacked, in order to express the numerology involved. Of course, I was his victim. I was his intended victim, is what he meant to say. And then he said, in other words, the guy was going there, basically, like, saying, prophesying to him, saying, hey, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in town for a funeral of uh, an axe murder victim. And he was hacked probably 33 times, probably was the number, because it's an occult number. And, but what he was trying to do is say, no, actually, the, you're my victim. I'm just telling you ahead of time <laughs> so he said um he said haha i'm I'm til- I'm still totally here <laughs> one of the witches in in his circle tried to tip me he says I guess he plays and preaches on the streets in Colorado Springs she tried to tip me with cursed money now, I'm serious it could be something as simple as cursed as, as a is a uh, a coin or a dollar bill they give you they can put curses on these things and he said, um, uh, let's see, let's go forward here. Uh, okay, so they, this witch tried to tip him with cursed money, which I simply thank God for, which broke the spell. Uh, when I was in the KC Plaza, praising God in front of the triangular demon's street lamp bench, For a few months, security would not let me sit on the bench. Evidently, it was really evil. I would have video of them kicking me off. Very expensive cars with black windows would drive by me. A hand would appear and throw a nickel at me. Almost daily this happened, and each car had a number 33 on the rear window. Now, remember what I just said about 33? 33. 33 degrees of Freemasonry. These types of things. Um, It's a very important satanic number. The nickel is stands for Satan's five point agenda, like a pentagram. A nickel, it's five. The pentagram has five points. Okay, I never knew that about the nickel. Okay, not to say that we can't have nickels, but I'm sure that these nickels were specially cursed. They were thrown out the window. I love standing there and pointing out the satanic art and architecture, etc., to all passers by, uh, warn the lost, and sing about Jesus. I've been stranded on a frozen mountain without a coat. As the sun was going down, I've been locked in the house with killers unarmed. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I love this stuff. Too many things to recount. And I thank God that he is God because he has delivered me from every evil plot and every folly of my own device too. The truth is though, if I was not delivered, my love of God and trust in him would still abide in me. Focus on the light of Jesus Christ and his words. We won't we won't even remember the wicked fools when they are gone. Harsh truth it may be, but it, except they repent, there is no—they are of no lasting consequence at all. God bless you and keep you. I mean, that's pretty heavy duty. That last email. What do you think? A little lighthearted, you know. There's a guy that's really putting it on the line there, you know. So, man, I mean, that's why I wanted to read these—these uh, <laughs> these testimonies. Here's the next one from uh, B.M. the, the initials. Um, He said, Hi Scott, just having listened to your update regarding an email from a high-level witch occultist threatening your life, I wanted to quickly share something with you to get your take on it. Throughout my adult life, I have had quite a few dreams where I was being attacked by very strong, malevolent, terrifying, demonic creatures. In each of these cases, I have come against the demons in my dream with the name of Jesus, and the dream either ends immediately or else I see creatures run away in terror or be destroyed. That's the power of Jesus' name. When I was pinned down, and I couldn't open my eyes, and I couldn't speak, and I couldn't do anything, and I was paralyzed from head to toe, and the angel of death was trying to kill me. When I finally got the word Jesus out of my mouth, even though it was a very low whisper, it all evaporated instantly. Now, that's a tremendous faith builder. Because you're firsthand seeing that that this works. Now, I knew that was going to happen in my mind, and I, I had a lot of faith, I guess, to believe that but that's not even of myself either. The faith was, you know, that's the faith the Lord gives you. The Bible says He he's apportioned to every man, a measure of faith. So not everybody has the same level of faith, but you can also ask for more faith. The Bible talks about as well. If you, if you lack faith. So that's something else you can do. Um, so anyway, that, that, I just wanted to kind of, kind of throw that in there. Um, the name of Jesus, and then you have ministries like CE4 Research that have documented over and over and over again that that if there was any type of uh, Christian in any kind of abduction scenario, if they cry out to Jesus, those it's like throwing battery acid on those alien, whatever demon, devil entities that are coming to abduct people. And there's you know three, two to three percent of the population has claimed abduction. This is millions of people. Are they all crazy? You know? And most of them, if they've been abducted, they've been abducted multiple times. So are you going to tell me that they're all nuts and none of it has ever happened and there's no end game for this alien agenda? You know? So, when you do that, you cry to Jesus, they've got reams of testimonials up there. It all stops. The abduction scenario, it's over. You know, and, and so there's another example. It's CE4 Research. Uh, Joe Jordan and uh, others are involved with that. So, um, going further here, he, he says, I had another dream a few days ago. This one was different. In the dream, I had an overpowering sense of oppressive evil that seemed to be overpowering my ability to speak. Well, that's what they'll always try to do, typically, is, is they'll try to get you not to speak so you can't get Jesus out of your mouth, the, the name of Jesus out of your mouth. Because they know that that's that's the deal breaker for them. Okay? He says I was trying so hard to get the name Jesus out of my mouth, and eventually I managed to get a muted whisper out and the dream ended. There you go. I I see this over and over and over again. And it's like I've tried to tell people, like I've went up sometime a long time ago when I had time to maybe go in chat rooms, you know, these people that have been, you know, abducted and just you know they're going all these experiences where they've they've had their they've been impregnated. The baby turns up missing. Um, uh, they've been shown the baby, this human half hybrid thing. Well, what was the what was Genesis six about? The sons of God saw the daughters of men, if they were fair, they took them wives. All that they chose, and in those days were giants. Well, it was a hybrid breeding program with human women and fallen angels. Well, Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, Genesis six. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So we should be expecting this. And isn't it funny, all these abduction scenarios are always focused around the reproductive areas of both men and women. And the the aliens seem to be unbelievably preoccupied with the reproductive uh, parts and areas of men and women. And that these women turn up pregnant and then they're abducted again and then the baby's gone. It's a hybrid breeding program. okay? Just like it was in the days of Noah, Genesis 6. So this is what's going on here. And, um, anyway, let's go back to this. Um, so I woke with a sense that it was more than just a dream. This is after he had finally got the name of Jesus out of his mouth. I felt a little unnerved and drained as if I had literally been in a battle, but accompanying these feelings was a sense of elation that I was worthy to be attacked for Jesus sake and a strong sense of victory. I felt fired up as you often say. I was wondering whether these dreams are just that or whether it is scriptural that Satan can attack a person via dreams. Have have you come across this yourself? <laughs> yeah, I've come across it. And I mean, key in supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Uh, I got into this a little bit in my last teaching I put up on uh, Lake Okeechobee. Got into that as well. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, Satan is... Essentially, you look at his attributes. And you look at the attributes of his minions. And part of those attributes are anything negative or evil. Okay? You would, you would look at and say, Okay, any kind of negative attribute would have something to do with the satanic realm. What's one negative attribute? Coward. Okay. Well, what do you mean coward? Well, okay. If you were a coward... And you ha- wanted to go and either kill somebody or take somebody out. Wouldn't the best time to do that, wouldn't that best time would be when they were sleeping? You know, you're at your most defenseless. You're in, let's say, the witching hour. You know, or you're in that 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock range or whatever. And you're totally sound asleep. And that's when you're going to try to strike, right? Well... That's what Satan does. So, absolutely, it's totally, um, uh, he can attack you in your dreams. Now, he needs to have, typically, an open door, though, to do that. And you might have, in my case, there was a cursed object in the room I was sleeping in. It was it was at my parents, and there was a black onyx little statue in my headboard I didn't even know about. And that was the literal side of that the angel of death appeared upon, and this little, uh, about a foot and a half skeleton dude with armor and swords in his hands that was coming toward me, and I knew when he got, when he got to me, he was going to try to kill me. Um, but you need to listen to my study on that if you, to understand that. So, cursed object. Uh, they had also done two sacrifices outside of my house. One in the mulch bed, one in the uh, mulch bed around a tree. Sacrificed a cat. And a rat, I know it sounds nuts, but they were sacrificed. Um, and who knows what else they did off our property. They found out where I lived. Uh, I was also in the Pentecostal movement and, you know, obviously not sound doctrine. I was reading, I believe, the wrong Bible version. I wasn't reading the KJV. I had, I had you know, open doors from that standpoint. I was very zealous, but it was kind of misguided zeal, a lot of it and firmly entrenched in the wacky, charismatic Pentecostal movement. So, there you go there. Um, So, there's things that open you up to this. And uh, those are things you you have to kind of examine yourself, and maybe go to God in prayer about. There's also a lot of other things you can do, like playing the KJV in your house 24-7, at least in one part of your house, on a continuous loop, particularly the book of Revelation on CD. They, devils don't like revelation because it reminds them of where they're going and where their end is. And it's not good. So they don't like that. Um, I've got a whole file on that, that I've done, I've reposted it and it's, it's, it's basically dealing with evil entities. And if you can, I think entities are in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. You probably find that PDF where I put that, or maybe the word dealing um, it'll, it should be in the table of contents. So anyway, it's a whole list of things you can do, scripturally, spiritually, to um, uh, battle this stuff. Anyway, he goes on to say, strangely, I had a conversation with a young man I know from church yesterday, who told me about a similar dream he had that left him feeling quite shook up. I think these dreams are going to become more and more common and prevalent, and more and more heavy-duty I think God's going to let us start experiencing possibly more dreams like this to kind of get us woken up. You know, like the Bible verse I just quoted about awaking from our slumber. Because it's so easy to just get caught up in the everyday life and everyday world and just totally tune out to all the stuff we're getting in today. I know I have to battle it constantly. You know, I'm not saying I'm above it. It's just, we we. it's so easy to slip into that uh mode and, and just like, okay, and you're not even thinking about the spiritual things that could be going on around you and these types of things. So it's something we have to guard against. Um, so he had a friend that had a similar dream, left him shook up. I shared my experiences with, with him and told him to take it to heart, that he must be doing something right for Satan to attack him and to take authority over the attack in the powerful name of Jesus. I also shared with him Jesus' words in Luke Behold, I give unto you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I am very aware that things are heating up, and as you said, the gloves are coming off, but praise the Lord Jesus Christ that this is our chance to stand and show the world the awesome power, authority, glory, and truth of the one true God. Amen. Yeah, that's how we need to really look at this. Not like shying away in any kind of fear, but no, no, no. Face it head on. Face it head on, you know. Um, you don't have armor on the back. Your armor is on the front. Breastplate of righteousness, loins girded with truth, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, helmet of salvation. I mean, yeah, I guess the helmet wraps around the back. Guard your mind, though. Shield of faith—that's not on your back. Sword of the spirit—that's an offensive weapon. So when we turn tail and run, we got no protection. And when we turn, tail and run, that's fear. And it's not fear of God. It's the fear of man. The Bible says bringeth a snare. And that would encompass the devil, the fear of the devil, the fear of whatever. So, um, you know, you, you face it head on. The next one um, from AK. Dear Scott, I'm praying for you and Taylor fervently and often. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful For what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for me through your ministry. I have over two years of sobriety now. So I guess he had a problem with alcohol. um, And now he's had two years of being totally sober. He says, I love the Lord with all my heart and my faith grows stronger every day. Trust me when I say the Lord has performed an absolute miracle in my life of this vile, wretched sinner. All I can say is praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so fired up. I will be praying for you and Taylor. I've really got a lot of emails lately on people that have gotten saved from, I mean, I'm not going to take credit for none, none of it, okay? God just used me as a vessel. But, man, a lot of people have gotten saved from this ministry. A lot of people. Um, and it's funny, because I'll get emails, and it's kind of like they, they include that as part of the matter-of-fact statements as they're talking to me about stuff or maybe asking me a question. And it's like, man, praise the Lord. I mean, a lot of people have really gotten saved, so that's good. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing by far. Nothing is more important than that. So the next uh, little post here is from um, my listener in Australia, Paul, who, who um, is the one that uh, produces all of the uh, USB flash drives, the contending for truth USB flash drives that have all my teachings, all my audios, and all the PDFs that are updated literally weekly. These PDFs that go out, or these flash drives that go out, are literally updated um, weekly. And um, um, he emailed me and he said it's entitled free postage for the next seven USB flash drives on ContendingForTruth.com. He said, "Hey brother, the battle's on, and I'm going to do my small part by offering free postage on the next seven USB drives purchased." There, he, right now, he currently has three 64 gigabyte Contending For Truth USBs. We've had to keep making them bigger because, I mean, audio um, is takes up a lot of room, and then all those huge PDFs I put up, and I don't even know how many there are. So, 700 probably, 6, 7, I don't know, it's a ton, so um, it's a lot, and so we kind of he's had to kind of make them bigger, or buy bigger ones in order to fit everything on there, and there's all kind of other bonus material on there as well, anyway, he's got 364 gigabyte contending for truth, USB flash drives, and then he has 432 gigabyte, and I believe they have the same stuff on them, it's just that one has room to expand more. Uh, he says also the Australian dollar is the lowest it's been in years, so if your listeners were to be thinking about purchasing a USB, now is the time, I guess because of the exchange rate, particularly if you're going to use a dollar uh, to purchase it, um, uh, so I can only afford to do this for seven USBs, so when they're all purchased, the offer will be concluded, so anyway, I wanted to just kind of. Put that out there. I haven't made an announcement about that in a while. Uh, Anyway, I give a link to his website on eBay and then also the description of it of the flash drives here as well. So let's see here. Okay, I just looked at what I have ahead of me. I'm going to go ahead and end part uh, three here and we're going to go to part four here and we're going to switch gears again on a different subject. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part four.